Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! Hop on board, D-Pads. We are taking a look at the world-famous unicycle video game. Wait, oh, come on. Let's what? stop doing this. There's no way that... Okay. Andrew, I, I've... I'm, I'm telling you, I know that I have this this history of getting this wrong in yes, the introductions. Every this week. This is a game about unicycles. You can't no, step on no, it. I was finally no. getting the introduction right. It's, it's, the I'm sorry. There's just no way that's true. Uh, can we just get on to the episode? Can you say the real game? Okay, fine. We'll get Parappa on the other the side Rapper of the- Rapper 6. Here we go. Parappa, there, that has nothing to do with unicycles, Andrew, and I resent that, first of all. Okay, I'm sorry. Secondly, you can't rhyme unicycle with just about anything. <laughs> tough, tough time for Parappa then, I guess. Eh? All right, I'll check with Eminem, and then we'll see you and the listener on the other side as we take a look at DMA Design's 1994 classic Uniracers this week on the Retrograde Podcast. Wait, we're actually doing it? Welcome to the Retrograde Podcast, where we remind you what you used to love and whether or not you still should. My name is Andrew Baskin, and with me as always is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Dikey, the unicycle Reiki Erador. Expl- uh, yeah, okay, absolutely. It's, I was going to say explain, and then I was like, nah, I don't know no, if I want to hear it. I don't think you need no. ex- an explanation. I mean, you got the unicycle portion, right? I did. The, and do you know why we're doing that? Because you seem to not believe me when I tell you that this week's game on the Retrograde Podcast is Uniracers. I just had a tough time believing that that was a thing. Why you is that? You led me astray so often. You well, there's no uh, that, trust that, in that, her that episode was a couple weeks ago when we did the stray spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. Um, this this is a game that weirdly has been requested a lot on the podcast. Really, and if you're the listener and you're new to this podcast, first of all, thanks for listening. Wow, don't know why you're googling Uniracers at this time uh, <laughs> yeah. of your life, but why not? Or Unirally, if you're in Europe, that's what it was called yeah. over there. Are you uh, okay? Are you are you okay? Are you okay? What 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 is it that you're doing? Up late. I'm assuming it's what three in the morning. Three in the where morning. One hundred percent. You've just eaten half a brick of cheese. Mm. I just, to me, when I have shameful googles, where I'm like, shameful Google, shameful googles, uh-huh. and it's just like this person alive, like you know, or like, wait, the third star of Mash. Why are you looking up that that kind of thing? I don't very often find the results where the person talks back to me and talks down to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Uniracers, good game? Question mark. Find the podcast. Oh, they're gonna talk about Uniracers. What's wrong with you? But if you're into the shame element of it all, mm-hmm. ooh, maybe you like that. Maybe you like that. Maybe maybe you're like you're like it's three a.m. You're just like, you've Googled, as you said, the third star of MASH. Yeah. Like, still alive? And all of a sudden... <laughs> racist? The po- the po- <laughs> racist. Wife. Yeah, wife is wife. always the one. That is so weird. It's so true, yeah. Why is that? I'm not sure. I'd also, like, Google is a, Google's like a good boy company where clearly they don't put actually what people Google about oh, their things right. first. No, of course. It's not like naked or something like that. But the first thing that does always show up that is somehow, like, safer work is feet. Feet and you're always does like feet show up there. Feet shows up and you're like, really? I as a person that does not care for feet, yeah, uh, I'm always. Do, aren't you always worried to say that though? Why? Well, because people are going to be like, why? You, methinks the Andrew doth protest too much. I know, but you know what? It's. I think if I if I think if I was into feet, I just, I would not bring it up at all. No, no, no. You know I, what I mean? This, this conversation would not be happening. Except I'm playing like ninety chess at this point. I'm like, but if they think I think that they <laughs> yes. think that they think, then I'll be fine. If they think that I think, you know, like oh boy, you know what I mean. So I'm just going to go back to mash racist, <laughs> mash racist. <laughs> yeah, mash feet would be a search that would probably get you some results if, if that's what you're into. Not that I am. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it would be, you know what I always say? I'm like, I'm so happy. And I'll explain what this podcast is about in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy that I don't have some of those fetishes. Mm-hmm. Um, not mm-hmm. to say that I'm completely vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. You lick me. I taste <laughs> like vanilla sometimes. Yes, you hurt me. I cry. Yes. yes. yes exactly. <laughs> you lick me. I taste. But 
I think feet would be the best fetish to have. Because everyone's got them. Everyone's got them. I would go get pedicures every day of my life. You're absolutely right. That's There is something to this. Like, I, I'm you with you. go somewhere in public. Yeah. And watch someone oil up their feet. Uh, have a stranger oil up their feet. Yeah. That would be like being able to, like, go on the subway and watch people, I don't know. Well, yeah, but this is like, I like jack off. Yeah. <laughs> if I was like, man, I'm a huge fan of dongs. Dongs mm. are great. Right. Uh, butts. Who cares? Whatever. Let's get into it. Yeah. It's like they're covered all the time. You're like, oh, what a bummer. I have yes. to uh, romance somebody to see their button dong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whereas if I was into feet, people just got their feet out all the time. All the time. We're just accepting that. Go to the beach. Nude beach doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't just, matter. Doesn't matter. We could just go down the sidewalk. How much do people with a foot fetish hate water shoes, though? Mm. Uh, yeah, probably a lot. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. The one instance in which I think I'm safe, <laughs> you're trying to find... It's oppressive. Uh, no, I'm with you. Like I, I I'm, uh, I'm a pretty vanilla boy too. Uh-huh. Uh, the yoke of Catholicism crushes my neck. <laughs> hey, but- hey, hey, yolk, that's too yellow. <laughs> you stick to the egg whites only. But I, I'm with you that like I think fee would be so easy because then it's like I got him. It's easy. But I also say I'm just all I'm gonna say before we talk about what this podcast is. Uh, <laughs> I think I forgot at this point. I, I honestly, it might be this now. Uh, <laughs> is it? I wish I had something that was so easy and go like. Oh, I have something. I have something that find, sure. that brings me pleasure. Sure. Instead of like me blindly, like bird box, trying to find my way through the 100%. world blindfolded. It's yeah. like the, the first time you're with a new partner and they're like, what are you into? And I'm like, I would love to have an answer for you. <laughs> Human touch. Let's figure this out. <laughs> yes. Start crying. Hey, listen to me when I'm sad. I don't know. Do you think I could earn your respect? And he's like, uh, <laughs> not this way. <laughs> well, if you're new to this podcast, first of all, welcome. Secondly, typically what we do is we take a look back at the games that we used to play when we were kids. Usually it's something we had an affinity towards one way or another. Uh, Feet. Feet. (laughs) Yeah. Foot 64. Uh, We rate and review the games as we remember them. Back when we played them as little baby boys, uh, then we take a break. We play the game. That's out of four bits. We take a break. We play the game. Come back and rate and review the game as it holds up in the modern day against the likes of modern games. Also out of four bits. So that's right. It gets two scores total from the each of us. From the each, from the each of from us, from the each of us, from the each of us, mm-hmm. and that together wrong. is the whole. That's the retrograde, my yeah. friend. It's it's how does this hold up? Not just back then. No, that's subjective. There's four slices to this pizza There's pie. There's four slices to this. That's not enough slices for a pizza pie. No, you quarter like you William Wallace your pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I I think yeah. Like if you went to like a walk in, like you get a walk in slice. I think that's what they do because those those slices are gigantic. Yeah, those are. So I, like, I think those they quarter are them. Yeah, that's they true. William Wallace them. Sorry, they do William Wallace them. Yeah, that's always the weirdest thing is when you walk into a a, a pizza place and you're mm-hmm. just like, "What smells like manure? <laughs> what is this smell?" Yeah. Do you notice that I'm purposely not saying the word so I don't have to edit the I, drop into I this did, episode? I noticed that. I noticed that. There's I'm a, just too late. We have so much editing and recording to do over the next couple of weeks. Mike is trying to avoid a certain <laughs> equine word. That, uh, that we that is a common drop around here. Thank uh, thank God we don't have an equine cast because that. that <laughs> yes. Oh my God! If you're new to this pod, this is gonna make it makes so much zero sense. sense. To you. I promise you, we do talk about video games. Actually, Mikey, enough's well, enough. Enough's Let's enough. Let's talk about some video games. All right, before we get into this week's game, which, as I mentioned, was Uniracers or Unirally as it was released in the UK, uh, it came out December of 1994. Uh, before we uh, it, uh, before we do that, uh, I want you to tell me, Andrew. Uh-huh. A little bit of an update. Uh, we are uh, another week <laughs> yeah. removed from your 
support of a company that seems to just <laughs> steal money from the pockets of willing gamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Madden 23. Madden, yeah. Uh, I The more I look into this game, the more atrocious it looks. Are you on the side of, of oh my God, I've lost my money, I can't get it back? Well, it's funny because I, I've played, I've almost done a season of the Buffalo Bills franchise, which like sounds like a lot, but it's really not. It's 17 games. Each game takes about 40 minutes. Yes. The game's been out for a few weeks. Sure. Like it's, you could sprinkle in a couple of games a week and I'd been done. Right. Um, it, it's fine. It, it, I, it, to me, the game is not broken once, which sets the low bar for EA where I'm like, it's not broken. The manager's office hasn't set itself in the middle of your field. <laughs> How about that? Eh? Did you see that video? No, I retweeted it. That is unbelievable. I it's, and somebody just, and all the comment is, is $70 game. So what happens is in the middle of their football game, uh, the G, the general manager's <laughs> office appears at the 50 yard line. <laughs> They're trying, he's trying to snap the ball, except he can't see anything because the quarterback and the offensive line are in the office <laughs> and the defensive is outside the office. And now it's, I know sometimes you will call the pocket the office. Sure. Yeah. Not the no, case. No, we mean no. literally the office. It's, it's, uh, it's truly baffling. And, uh, and so I, I haven't had that happen to me yet. Yeah. So that's a win. Um, and so, you know, I like I said, like I said before I got the game, I'm a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be good this year, so I didn't care. I just wanted to, like, live this fantasy because they'll probably break my heart again. Sure. And so this year, I'm like, let's go undefeated and feel really good about ourselves and stuff you, like that. Okay, this is a curious question. A curious oh, question, uh, You're going to you drop a curious question. I'm going to, it's time for a curious question. Do we have a segment, the CQs? CQs? A, a segment? A segment. A segment. Uh, oh, I was that, you had an accent for that one word? <laughs> uh, yeah. And what accent was that? I'm not going to tell. Hello. Do we have a <laughs> segments? Um, uh, my curious question is when you play sports games and listen, listeners, you can answer this as well at home, listening with the buds in your ears. Yes. How much of a challenge with your do you with your with your buds? Yeah. Buds and buds. Buds and buds. Um, and tell your buds about the podcast. Yeah. And if you're smoking weed while doing it. Oh, ooh, that's buds and buds and buds. Boy, Andrew, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. illegal depending on where you listen to it. Where we listen to it. And I, we want you to be very. If you are, please travel across state lines to yes. the places where you can do that. Yeah, yeah. We we do not condone the illegal smoking of marijuana. Vaping? Vaping? That's okay. Oh, my God. That's, that's cool so cool. You're so fucking cool. cool. Shit. Like watermelon or what? Do you think the, the companies that made the signs for no smoking were super excited when vaping came out because they got their contracts over again to add the no vaping? Yeah, money, money, baby. Come on, e-cigarettes. Let's go. Money. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, how, how difficult do you make sports games on yourself? Like, do you, do you want to win all the games? Do you want it 50-50? Or do you want a very low chance of you even making the playoffs? It has to be 50-50. If, if I am dominating, I'll just get bored. Yes. And so the problem is, is uh, well, I, I will say, maybe not the problem, but one of the better advancements in sports games is the amount of sliders that automatically sure. reset themselves. So no longer like in the ones we grew up, it was like easy, medium, and hard. Right, right. And there was a wide gas, like gasm? Gasm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was kidding. We're talking about feeding. So, someone's been uh, to the pedicure office. I was going to say pedicure chasm, office. but I'll never tell. Is uh, <laughs> between easy, medium, and hard. Um, and now it's like there are hundreds of sliders you could choose from. Sure. Like I'm running the ball way too easy. So defensive line pressure can go up or, you know, whatever. So do you do that? Do you tweak it that much? I won't tweak it that that much. I will play. So there is also like arcade and competitive. Sure. And so I'll put on competitive. So it's slightly more realistic to how right. you actually play football. And I'm playing it like, I forgot, I forgot what it's called. Veteran. It's under Hall of Famer. Right. So it's like the fourth or fifth difficulty or something like sure. that. But if I'm playing... More than it being too difficult, if it's too easy, I lose interest faster. I I totally agree. I totally agree. Because when it's difficult, to me, it's like 
you and you'll know this well. Okay. You know that feeling when your dad doesn't respect you mm-hmm, 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 and you're like, mm-hmm. I'm really going to dedicate my life to earning this. Yes. Something well, I will never get. No, no. Or that they're willing to give. No, I don't think they, I don't think they have the capacity for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when your dad loves you, you're like, this guy's being a fucking queer. <laughs> You're like, I don't want this anymore. You become your father. You become your yeah, father. You become your All father. of a sudden, your dad's fighting for your <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dad is famously a Massachusetts dock worker. So that's why Mikey's <laughs> accent makes a lot of sense. My dad and also that, that colloquial that we're not too crazy about around here. No, no, obviously not. Uh, uh, I was speaking in the voice of a person who uh, has earned their dad's respect. <laughs> yes. Also, that would not respect their own child. Yeah. No, no, of yeah. I, I, uh, my dad, yes, he was a dock worker. He was also an extra in the movie The Departed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's where that accent he actually doesn't have that accent yeah he your just, grandfather was on the waterfront <laughs> your father was it's a long line my of, grandma was always quiet on the western front oh nice okay uh they were just all all in movies okay. yeah, 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 yeah yeah you yeah. come from a big famous my my aunt was oh. all along the watchtower she was okay. more music <laughs> <laughs> she traveled with hendrix she traveled with yeah. hendrix and cool. bob dylan oh cool um the the uh i agree with you i need my games to be my sports games to be hard I, I will say the last time I picked up an NHL game, though, because that's kind of my sports game. The last time I played NHL 22 was the first time, I think, in three years that I had bought an NHL game, maybe two years. Right. And because the difficulty was more had more to do with the fact that they had changed a lot of the mechanics and the abilities and the stick, the like the controls, mm. that frustration of feeling like I was missing out was was not good it didn't make me want to keep playing the game it was like the whole game had gone past me i felt like no country for old men Mm -hmm. uh my my grandmother's name (laughs) um there was a man chasing you around with a air canister yeah Yeah. he used it to kill cows yeah uh and my grandma was no spring chicken (laughs) (laughs) when i saw the when i looked it up i'm like a shameful google three in the Uh morning yes i was like uh no country for old men real weapon question yes. mark and they're like yes i'm like oh that's horrifying it's used to kill cows yeah it's like a very it's a humane way of uh, killing animals the most humane way to kill it well they don't they're unaware that they're even dying like I it's think they're, alive dead yes exactly yeah. exactly uh uh we could be so lucky <laughs> oh honest to god we watched uh oh god what was it horrible movie uh death on the nile oh and uh and <laughs> one of the characters i'm not gonna say who just in case you want to watch that movie uh is shot in their sleep just one bullet and they're oh. they're dead <laughs> My partner goes, pretty good way to go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, they were shot in the head. It was like, but they were never aware. They never woke up. Is so this they, when you realize she was staring at the side of your head the yes. entire, the she entire was measuring movie. me out? Yes, yes. It's like, how big is this huge dome of his? How many bullets <laughs> I got to put into it? Um, uh, uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I felt like the game had passed me by, and that was a frustrating feeling in a sports game. Something that I felt that the only way I could reconcile was by making it easier. But mm-hmm. then I felt like I wasn't playing the game properly. I was just making the game dumb itself down. Hundred yeah, percent. I totally yeah. get that feeling. Did you see the new trailer for the new NHL? I did, and I have some thoughts. Okay, first of all. Them. Female on the cover. Not kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so kidding about that. I love Sarah Nurse. I'm so happy to see her on the cover. It's and cool. Trevor Zegris as well. Awesome. I love it. Let's get a young guy in there. I think we talked about this last week. But how ugly the cover is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't and, wear sandals on the cover <laughs> of, a, so, of a hockey game. What are we doing? It feels like the worst kind of like, you guys like hockey, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> look at these young people. 
Uh, I, I love Trevor Zegers too. Like, especially if you don't know anything about hockey, like there's a certain amount of like old school hockeyness yes. that's awful. And they're always like, oh, he's having too much fun out there. I hate that. And now we put him on the cover. I'm like, nice, nice, nice. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like it part. is, it is time that the old guard steps out of the way in hockey and lets, uh, uh, the new, the new generation breathe some life into it. I can't begin to describe, this is true of every sport, but I can't be, begin to describe how poisonous, uh, hockey culture is. It is <laughs> awful. 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 It's awful. Oh, it honestly, look, it, this is a very much an aside and I will get to my thoughts on NHL 23 yes, in a do. second, but it does seem like, you know, hockey players always have this thing of like, oh, the good old boy and yeah, like they're yeah. so polite and hey, did you hear that interview? They didn't say I once. They yeah. said we because it's a team and this and that. They punch they punch each other five minutes and then they shake hands. And then they shake hands. Yeah, They're oh, great. Nice. But then what they do on like the tour bus is lock each other in the bathrooms or make each other do naked things yes, always. I Whatever know. it is, just do it naked. That's oh, hockey culture. Yeah, I know. A lot of things are coming to light that are just horrible. Yes, and we're like, hazing. Yes, hazing. Yes. Actually, so that is one of the features in NHL. Oh, yeah. You get to yeah, haze yeah, yeah, each yeah, other? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yes. Press B to haze. <laughs> press C to Another hide Jimmy the Hendrix. evidence. Yeah. Oh yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple. And the uh the thing I oh, the trailer. The trailer. The trailer. Here's here's the thing that I that kind of bugs me. And you know what? I can't I can't fault them for doing this, yeah. the the team at EA, uh, because you need to add new things to the game. Mm -hmm. And you always get these complaints of like, oh, it's the same game as before, blah, blah, blah. And we talked about this as well last week. Like say. on a sports game, what really do you want them to change the mechanics every time? Like from 07 onwards, when they introduced the skill stick, that's when they started to introduce massive changes mm -hmm. to the NHL franchise year after year after year. Uh, things like adding the dump and chase mm -hmm. or, or revamping all the skating physics or, yeah. or, or the graphics or the introduction of the skill stick in general. Yep. Those things spoiled fans of the NHL franchise because once you reach a certain point, it's just diminishing returns. Absolutely. So what they did is they introduced and they, they do this often different skill settings or different skill shots that you can do. You can have like last attempt shots now. So when you're falling towards the ice, you can like flick the puck towards the goal. Hopefully you score something right. or you can get behind the net and like flick the puck from behind the net into in front of the net and someone bats it in from in front of the net. Now, yes, that has happened in actual hockey, yep. but very, very seldom. Yes. The problem is when you introduce a mechanic like that into the game, it becomes exploitable. So I imagine that online, three out of every 10 goals is going to be scored with some last ditch effort yeah. or a behind the back lob pass to an in front of the, the net deflection. Like, I don't love that. I don't love it because it's going to be exploited. It would be cool if somehow they managed that you would only see it once in a blue moon, but you know that's not how this is going to work. See, there's a there's a thing in the Madden franchise where uh, it's called the Philly Special, um, and a Philly Special was something that happened in the Super Bowl with Philadelphia Eagles when they won the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, where Nick Foles, oh, their fan ate horseshit. Yes, sir. well, that actually this preceded the horseshit. Horseshit. Oh, oh God. no, no! What did you do? Ride like the wind, bullseye. <laughs> You're a good podcast. Nay, nay, nay. Equine! Equine cast. Well, uh, at least our new listeners know what the fuck we meant by horse So that's what we were talking about earlier. We were, we're trying to avoid. About. But is that Nick Foles, the quarterback, comes behind the line, kind of like sees something, walks off the line. He's telling the line mates to do stuff. It, the ball snaps to the running back, and the quarterback who was outside now runs to the outside oh, and he throws right. in the pass. Yes, I saw it's that. It's really special, right? Yes. It's kind of a famous play, whatever. It's a trick play. It's in the game now. It, it was in the game, I think, last year. The problem is it happens once, and you're like, oh, cool. But when you know it's coming, like you see him walk off the line all of a sudden, 
it's the easiest play in the world to destroy somebody, yes. right? Yeah. And so, and I think that should be, and I like that because it makes you go every once in a while, go not, not use it all the time because you can see it coming. And I hopefully, hopefully that's like that with the trick shots that the NHL is introducing. Right. I hope so. And then I, I it's, it's tough because I say that. And mm-hmm. then if you don't use those things often, like the last, last efforts or the, or the lob shots or the new trick shots, then what did they actually do to improve the game? Mm-hmm. So it, it is kind of a catch 22. I don't know. It's cool to see it, but that does kind of speak also to the growth of hockey. Yep. There are more trick plays. Like you think about what they call the Michigan goal, where you yeah. kind of pick it up behind the net and and like lacrosse style it into the net. Mm-hmm. That was like what had never happened, like once every few seasons. And now it happens several times a season. Yes. So maybe it just is that the game is changing. Like, yes, these things look spectacular, but they are a lot easier mm-hmm. to do than people may have thought otherwise. So maybe it makes sense that they're introducing them and maybe like hap- like what happened in the NBA, the introduction of like constantly shooting three-pointers or or in the ML or uh, NFL uh, uh, going forward on fourth and yes. one, those sorts of things will start to influ- intru- uh, influence the real game yeah. because they're like, yeah, why don't we try this shit more? No, I know. Keep, I'm stay unpredictable. It feels like the NHL is the step behind where they're like, what's the NHL doing? Oh, we'll make the game like that. Whereas everything else, people use the game and go, this is the way the sport should be played. Right, right. It's very interesting. I don't know. I, I wonder how it's going to go. Are you going to get the NHL game this no, year? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm okay. not. I, I honestly, I was excited to get it. I, I got it. I got NHL 22 in December when I had COVID. And I'm like, this would be great because I don't have to think very much. The first time I got COVID, it, it was it was pretty pretty rough. You had, uh, not you had brain not, purple haze. I, de- I definitely had brain purple haze. Yeah, okay. Yes, um, and and all the haze in between. I I I got it thinking I would love it, and I realized how far behind I was, and I was like, I just don't know if this is ever a franchise I'm going to get back into. My love of hockey has dwindled a little yeah. bit. Like I do still love it. I don't watch it every day like I used to. Uh, and then the game itself just feels like I'd really have to claw my way back. I was very good at it back in 07. You 08. were. And the problem is everyone else has gotten, who was competitive, has kept playing it. And now they are that much better. So funny. I, I, legi- I legitimately think that the NHL franchise from 07 to about, 12 13 maybe even 14 was the most i've ever played a franchise of games like i would play i think i've said this on the podcast before i would play probably a total of about six seasons wow total playing every game over over the course of the year that i would have one of the games that's nuts it's nuts and and i and that doesn't include every time i played with my brother or my friends every time online. i just played a quick play online all that stuff so scary if I could ever go back and tally all that time together to see how much it, it actually was. This is going to be funny during the 10th year anniversary of this podcast when we're like, remember you used to play Overwatch a lot? And you're like, oh yeah, I guess oh, so. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I and we replay hundreds of hours. Actually, I know, I, you know what? I haven't played it in, in uh, a couple of weeks at least. Wow, really? It was pretty good. Are you just done? No. no. I, I'm going to I'm gonna get back to it in when Overwatch 4 comes out. Two. Or Overwatch, no. I'm going to wait about 50 years <laughs> and when Overwatch 4 comes out. Mikey, if they lose people like you, there'll never be an Overwatch There'll 4. never be an Overwatch 4. I, I say Overwatch 4 because it comes out October 4th. Sorry, that's that's my bad. There we um, go. I will I will obviously be getting back into it a little bit. Uh, guess, what, guess, guess what we're going to do that week on that episode? We, I think we have to. Yeah. I think maybe a Twitch stream or something like oh, that. Oh, we'll who definitely fork, do something. Who the fork knows? Overwatch 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one last thing before we get into this week's game, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, the Last of Us Remastered. I wanted to talk. I can't believe you have this on the list. I wanted to talk about this. Okay. What do you want to talk I about? I want to talk about listening? that people are earnestly reviewing Last of Us 1 
Like all the websites, and I understand it's a way of saying, hey, there's a big game coming out. This is our sure. way of talking about it. Reviews are uh, an essential arm to this to this company. But it is funny that they're like, you know, how old is the, how old did, when did uh, number one come out? Though number one would have come out, I'm going to guess like 2009 or something like that. Guys, it really that old? Uh, I, I think so. Because I'll, I think it's so funny. Oh, 2013. Sorry, 2013, so nine off, yeah. years ago. Yeah. And so I do love that people, uh, like the one review I saw is like, the masterful graphics and improvements are, are really good. Also a story that is uh, timeless. And, yes. and you're like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Like, yeah, like the story, I just couldn't imagine, you know, like, hey, they put, they just used, um, The Godfather just came out on 4K. Right. Uh, and they're so doing a theater tour, which I thought was really cool. Oh, cool. I was out of town for the one time it was at TIFF, but I wanted to go see TIFF it. TIFF is a Toronto International Film Festival theater in Toronto. Second, second biggest film festival in the world. Um, yeah, just saying. Uh, and actually, probably by the time you're listening, it, it's happening. Yes. Um, but is uh, is that uh, I really wanted to go see it. But imagine us walking out of the theater going like, I guess that story still kind of holds up. <laughs> like, wow, those improvements in the visuals are incredible. But the story, you know what? I was surprised. I don't know. I think you're being a bit cynical. Pretty, I think, pretty compelling. I think, I think you do as a reviewer need to say, is it still worth playing from a a story standpoint? Like, like we would do the same thing. Sure. We talk about, hey, look, it deals with themes that are still relevant to this day. Right. And, and I think bringing that up is, look, if that's the focus of the review, maybe not necessary, sure. but as you got to spend a paragraph on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. And they did. And they did. And they did. And they told us that the story is still, uh, I do, I like, they're like, it's still relevant today. It's like the story of a brain, brain eating disease <laughs> still relevant today. Maybe more so than ever. <laughs> I like, I like, like that is, there are two types of people in the world. One who plays through the last of us and says it's about a brain eating disease. And another who says it's about a father daughter relationship, like irreconcilable isolation. Yeah. The people who are just like, it's a brain eating disease are the yes. ones who are like, Abby's too strong and it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Or other people there. I want to be crushed by Abby, and there's no in between. I it's it is funny. It, you're right. If you said what are your favorite zombie games, man, I would have taken a long time to get to Last of Us. Yeah, because I don't automatically think of it as a no, zombie no, game. No, I really do think about the story of you know Abby and Joel. But that's so funny Abby you bring that up, uh, 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 Ellie. Ellie, Ellie yeah, yeah. Joel, uh, yeah. It's so funny you bring that up because. Even even right there when you said the brain disease thing, yeah. I was like, oh, right, fuck clickers and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. I forget yeah. that that's a part of it. Because yeah. I think, A, the most memorable moments in the game are the human-on-human violence. 100%. Like uh, any good zombie movie. Like any good zombie yep. movie. And the and the the you spend so much time just like stewing in the relationship element of this game mm-hmm. that it's almost more I almost think of it more of like a gone home mm-hmm. than an action game. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things I always forget about The Last of Us 1 was I really bumped up against that game, uh, especially when it came to the combat. But what I'm seeing in the reviews is basically like this is almost equivalent to what Blue Point Games did to uh uh Demon Souls on the PS5. Okay. They kind of revamped it tightened everything up so i was like maybe that's worth going back and giving a giving a shot i don't oh, know i'd love to yeah i loved that game so much so like give me an excuse sure it's like the number of versions of bioshock i own now yes, like exactly. I own six different how did that happen yeah. you know yeah um so i would totally do that especially with uh beautiful new graphics well you know i, I always say after you've 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 been out in the wilderness uh mm-hmm. trudging along with with a father figure who doesn't quite like you and you're trying to you know as we talked about earlier yeah. earn his respect yeah um there's no Hopeless. better palate cleanse than hopping on that unicycle of yours oh and my God. driving out into the distance. <laughs> driving. Driving. <laughs> driving on what, your unicycle. What would you call it? Riding? 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 I guess. I don't Biking? know. 
none of it sounds right. It couldn't be biking. It couldn't be biking because bi- bike bi. is bi. Yeah. You uniking? 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 You could be a eunuch <laughs> if you spend too much time on a unicycle. You get in an accident or two. Is that why they call it that? The eunuch cycle? <laughs> the eunuch cycle. Because <laughs> anytime anyone's been on a unicycle, they're like, look at that eunuch over there. They're like, all of a sudden, it's like little finger in Varys, just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like that's how they got to be the way they were. It wasn't a punishment. Was wait, no, little finger was not. No, little finger. No, but Varys was. Varys, yes, was Varys the was. yes. Uh, Dario Navaris, is that a thing? We uh, don't know. I don't know. Moving well, on. Yeah. Uh, so this game, it's interesting because I, uh, you keep bringing this up, like oh, I can't believe this game. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I, have you, like, flat out, have you heard of this game prior? to this I've episode? never heard of this game unless. I don't know. Now I'm worried that you're going to describe it and I go, oh shit, I do know this So game. you may recognize potentially the cover of this game. Okay. Um, you might recognize some gameplay, maybe not. It was a relatively obscure game for reasons that I'll get into in a little bit okay. when I talk about the development and release of the game, the eventual release of the game. Weirdly though, this is one of those games that was requested by a lot of people for okay. us to do over the mm. years that we've been doing this. I think it just has that kind of cult appeal, a game that because like simply because it never received the recognition that maybe it should have, people constantly want to be talking about it. Maybe not because it's the greatest game of all time, but because it was unique, it was different, and as a result of that, it kind of got sidelined a little bit okay. uh, and, and kind of people looked past it because of the silliness. But now I think in games, we kind of appreciate silliness, right? We want things that are, are going to be a little bit different. Yeah, sure. So Uniracers released as Unirally in Europe, developed by DMA Design, published by Nintendo in oh. December of 1994, came out in uh, April uh, in, in Europe, um, which is interesting because DMA Design was a, a, a European company. So it's hmm. strange that it came to uh, to the United States first. Maybe You wait. Nations. You wait. Yeah. You wait, even though you made it. <laughs> yes. It's, it's it's shipping out of their homeland. They're like, oh, and you're like, no, 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 don't touch it. <laughs> hey, uh, that hey, that gets to the States first. <laughs> now, I want to go on a little bit. I want to take our unicycles on a little bit of a detour, Andrew. I don't think I could ride a unicycle to save my life. Oh, no? No. Uh, this is probably just arrogance. Mm-hmm. But I think if you give me an hour, I could figure it out. An hour? I think if you give me, not not to be a pro, but I no, think no, no, I no, could no, get no. from one side of the room to the other. <laughs> really? In an hour. See, that's one of those ones where like, I, I'm aware that I have a certain set of skills. I am Matt Damon. But is <laughs> that- Matt Damon? Yeah. Jason Bourne. Certain set of skills. Oh, I, th- I was I was th- I was thinking Ray, uh, not Ray Fines. Uh, what are you thinking, Ray Fines? The other tall white dude. <laughs> oh, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah. The only other tall yeah. white dude. Well, that's it for Hollywood. Uh, you must be thinking of Mike, Liam Neeson. Michael Bradley. I don't know. Or Sean Bradley. Michael, but also oh, Michael Bradley. Sean, Sean Bradley, the seven foot six Mormon uh, basketball player. Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. And Michael Bradley, the seven foot one Toronto Raptor from the early 2000s. Yeah, I think he's also a soccer player too, but um, oh yes, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I was gonna say is like, I understand that there are certain things like, if you ask me, Andrew, do you know how to juggle? I'd go, yeah, I do. I don't, but I should. Because yes. it feels like something I would know I, how I to do. you knowing how to juggle. Yeah, yeah. Unicycle just feels like, I don't know. Really? I, yeah, I don't know. But good for you believing that. I, listen, as long as no one tests this out, Mm-hmm. I'll believe I'm correct. I'm not going to lie, though. Every time I've ever seen someone ride a unicycle, first of all, down the street, I'm always like, Ugh, that's God. so dumb. Never Ugh. do that. Never do that. Yeah. It's like people that take their cats for a walk. Okay, yeah. whatever. But is it, uh, is it, it is always kind of a tall guy. And I don't know why that is. It's never like a smaller person. Like Andrew. Oh, this is so embarrassing for you. You're not taking into account the fact that they're sitting really high up. Oh. That's not actually how tall. Have you ever? So I know you see them. You register them on a unicycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you looked like below? 
Oh, wait. Oh, I thought they could just put their feet down at any time. That's like how old jockeys are really tall. Okay. Oh, this is also... And you probably think they're really heavy because of how big the horse is that they're on. They're just kind of all part of it. Is that true? Oh, they're not centaurs? <sighs> not the... What races have you been watching, actually? <laughs> jockeys and horses, centaurs kind of thing. Oh, they're fusing into... <laughs> right, the old Spike TV show. That's... <laughs> It came on after Slam Ball. Yes. yes. Pros versus Joes. <laughs> then Center Races. Then the Joe Schmo Show. <laughs> the Joe Show. That was a good show. That was a good show. That was a I good show. I was just talking about it the other day. Okay. Oh, my God. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah. So maybe maybe tall people ride unicycles. Maybe your perspective is just thrown off. Who I knows? Mean, maybe I'm an idiot. Are you laying down on the ground when they come by you, too? I'm, I'm often laying down on the ground, unrelated to <laughs> unicycles. I'm very tired. But when are you? I think I'm anemic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to play a little game on this detour, oh, this please. unicycle detour that we're going. Okay. Um, I'm going to start telling you about this company, DMA Design. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start revealing information about them. Mm -hmm. And you're going to tell me when what you love about me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're going to, you're going to tell me because this, this DMA Design became a much larger video game company oh, okay. at a certain point through, through a sequence of acquisitions. But the, skeleton of dma design you can trace to a, a much larger company okay and there are actually little clues in their in their past developments of things that would hint to this so founded in 1987 in dundee australia i don't know Andrew. okay i think, like it's, I think it's scotland or something like okay that. cool yeah yeah oh that makes sense um they made games like menace blood money and lemmings Oh, wow. Lemmings. Okay. Lemmings, not as much of a clue unless you would know this little bit of trivia, but okay. Menace and Blood Money may speak a little bit to, the, to what they, they become. Blood Money, okay. They were on track to become one of Nintendo's main developers, maybe their main second party developer, huh. until they launched a game called Body Harvest on the N64. Jesus. Uh, and now let me, the, the name itself probably isn't going to, to tell you much. No. But I'm going to explain the game to you, and I'm going to tell you that the description of this game in itself has clues towards what this this development company became. Okay. okay. Oh, so I'm trying to guess what the company became. What, what company okay. it became. Yes. So I'm I'm glad we got that out of the way. Four rules. Yeah. <laughs> four, four clues. Well, you there. kept going like, maybe you'll get it. I'm like, get what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. In this game, uh, and by the way, this game was originally supposed to be an N64 launch title, okay. uh, but it was dropped by Nintendo as the publisher due to its violence, which is just kind of a, a cool little bit of information. So I don't think it came out until 97. Okay. In this game, you were a player... I think his name was Adam, and you were tasked with stopping aliens from killing everyone. All okay. Right? That's not so much the clue. Mm. In the game, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because now you're going to know what the clue is. Okay. In the game, uh, in order to stop these aliens from killing everyone, okay, you, can, uh, you have these kind of open area levels, like levels where there are little objectives. You can get into vehicles to go from point A to point B. Those vehicles have their own weapons, but your character, Adam, is also capable capable of firing his weapons from the moving vehicles. So you're Adam and you, so you can run around and shoot. Wow. You can get into a car, okay. drive over and shoot people. Mm -hmm. The whole goal of this game is to mitigate civilian casualties. However, if you're being a little bit irresponsible. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. may cause some of those civilian casualties uh, and that's a shameful thing to do. Yeah. And I think ultimately that's probably why Nintendo wasn't okay with the game because you could kill innocent people. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and they knew what that would get out of gamers. Not Nothing so far? Well, I'm thinking like GTA. Okay. But Rockstar existed at that point, so I don't think that... In 96? Yeah. But keep in mind there's a bunch of different <laughs> okay. branches of Rockstar. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Keep going, keep going. 
Do you want me to keep going? Do you want to not keep going? I don't know. <laughs> uh, is it UK Rockstar or something like that? It's, it's, it, it is Rockstar North. <laughs> it, it's Rockstar North. That was I'm like, oh, why, why keep going? You basically already said it. There was a half second where I thought it was going to turn into Bungie or something like that. And that was Halo. Oh, but, oh you know what? That's over oh, vehicles. Yeah, oh, vehicles. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. like the alien invasion. And maybe yeah. they did. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Let me double check. <laughs> Shameful uh, Google. But no, it's interesting. This this game, uh, Body Harvest, relatively un... Oh, Shameful Google. I got it. No, I, but I, I just imagine how many times people have Googled, am I wrong? Am I? <laughs> DMA, Bungie, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? <laughs> Um, uh, in 1996, we had a game where you could run around and get in vehicles and drive those vehicles and run over things. Yeah. In 1997, my other clue was going to be they released a similar game, but it was based in a real world setting and it included real ve vehicles and also included civilian casualties. Uh, okay. And that would have been the GTA. Uh, they were bought by Gremlin Interactive, who was acquired mm -hmm. by Infogrames, but their assets were sold to Take-Two. And after the release of their third game of the real world one, which is Grand Theft Auto 3, uh, the series they were renamed for rockstar north wow that's cool yeah, yeah. rockstar north which does a lot of work for that rockstar north is a massive yeah. portion of 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 uh of of rockstar, rockstar. Yeah. yeah and you know uh, really putting a lot of effort and, and assets into some of their most popular games and series interesting to to note that for a time they were nintendo's go-to developer that's crazy second party developer so imagine if they had acquired them i like look rare same thing you know yep. rare could have been uh, oh, like one and one with Nintendo. What if Nintendo had bought Rare? What would this oh world God. look like right now? You know? I, I don't know. That's like when Lionel Hutz thinks like, what is the world without lawyers? And everyone's happy and <laughs> da dancing around and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, we'd live in a utopia. Uh, uh, the 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 issue with, with a game like this though uh, in Body Harvest, and it's a game that I think that we should do eventually on this podcast is, is you know, you get Nintendo kind of moving away from it. And that's ultimately probably why we don't know what it's called. Mm -hmm. So at the time it really hurt them. But, Nowadays, it's like, man, imagine if Nintendo had Rockstar under their belt. I think for the betterment and benefit of all gamers, it's best that Rockstar was not associated with Nintendo. Absolutely. I don't think that version of GTA would have been great. It would have been like GTA Splatoon edition. You'd have <laughs> yeah, been like yeah. painting people. Yeah. Although it's a vandalism edition yes, or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like some Jack innocent Radio. crime. Yeah. I yes. mean, yeah. Like I, I will hey, say, hey, hang on a second, Andrew. Mm -hmm. I believe I just heard a little bit of an oxymoron coming from a moron. <laughs> hey, who's what the fuck? Innocent crime, Andrew. Yeah, a little, a little innocent crime. Innocent crime? Yeah. You think vandalism mm -hmm. is an innocent crime? I don't see any victims. Mm. Oh, and oh, so that makes it okay. The fact that you don't see. So white collar crime. That's okay for you because you're up in your ivory tower and you can't see down to the ground. I'm talking about vandalism. How's that a white collar crime? Well, well, I'm saying you're... The, yeah, you're trying to conflate the two, I know. No, because you can't see the victim. Mm. It's not, who cares? It's a victimless crime. And I'm saying from all your view in the ivory tower, does that mean white collar crime into... In, in no, because there's actual victims. Who? You can't Th see lots of families. Well, no, it doesn't, if I can see them okay. or not, it doesn't mean that... Well, let me tell you a story about a mom and pop yeah. And they love break baking bread yeah. and breaking bread, and breaking bread with people in the community. Bad. That and was their show bad. at night. That was, yeah. But they wouldn't tell their church group that because it was a little bit devious. A little too. Now, these two, this mother and father, mom and pop, mm -hmm. were a pillar of their community. Mm -hmm. And they had this bread shop right in the center of town yeah. called the bread shop. The bread shop. And ye old bread shop. Ye old bread shop. <laughs> and one day, a ne'er-do-well uh -huh. named Adam... Okay, comes and just draws a little 
F U. F U. Yeah. On the side of their of their building. Right. Right. Yeah. Now all of a sudden the church group says this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going there. Did they condone this? Did mom and pop condone this? And they stop breaking bread. They stop breaking the bread? They stop breaking Probably the bread and they lose their business. Oh. There's a victim of vandalism. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a victim. So did but do you you don't know the whole story. Oh, what mom, is mom what and pop? Mom's name is Francis. Dad's name is Ulrich. So he thought he was doing a little tribute to them. Oh. And so I think it's I think it's judgy religious people <laughs> that that's that's who the true, you know. Yeah, yeah but you talk about mm-hmm. victimless crime. Like what has the Catholic Church done to create victims? I let you know, I don't think there's anything. That's a good point. Yeah, I, th- I think yep. everyone's innocent. I think there. they're pre- Yep. Yeah, everything's good there on that side. So original sin is the only sin that exists in the Catholic Church. (laughs) Um, So the gameplay of this game is simple. You ride a unicycle. Uh Sorry, you are a unicycle. I'm sorry. What now? I I I misspoke, and Andrew, I apologize to you and the listener. We're a unicycle. Okay, I feel like we do this every week now. Uh, (laughs) Wait. So wait, but you mean I am a unicycle? You are a unicycle, and you ride on a 2D track, baby. There is no rider. There's no rider. There's no rider. Huh. So if you're writing a contract and you want those red M&Ms on your table, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, So you ride around a 2D track and you try to pr- perform stunts to increase your score and give you boost to get you to go faster. Um, there's obstacles, customizable unicycles. Okay. Bottom line is this is a cult classic. <laughs> Two wheels. <laughs> you know what's funny about this game? The original working title of it was one by one. Oh, that's kind of good. It's great, that's right? Really Isn't it great? <laughs> I mean, I think ultimately Uniracers and Unicycle or, or Unirally are, are better names. Why Why changing the Why change the name between Europe and North America? It's rally bad. and race? I think I think rally is probably just a more European term for, yeah, for race. Right. Um, um, I, I don't know for sure. Hmm, it, it, could have, it could have just been some producer getting their hands on it. Yeah. Because guess what happened? What? Ulrich, after he lost the bread shop, oh, no. got into producing. Oh, did he? And he just wanted him. to stamp out. No, because he's not a creative type. He so gets in there like in his stuffy suit. Okay. And he's like, I think you need to change the name because if he doesn't put a stamp on it, yeah. Andrew, he's not getting hired for another job. If he can't point and say, I made that change, uh-huh. no one's going to trust that he had anything Jeez, to do with life, it. What a life Ulrich lived, eh? Ulrich... Honestly, yeah, it's quite quite something. What quite a career change, especially at a later life, I imagine. Wait till you hear what what Francis got up to. Oh no, OnlyFans. <laughs> How did I know? I know. How did I know? I know. And, and the only two fans. Yeah. yeah the father, know. the son, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Well, that's one fan. <laughs> it's one and three at the same but time. That one fan, don't, ask, don't ask how to explain that. That one thing. fan bought three subscriptions. <laughs> so, Show their support. Three different. The father at heaven.com. <laughs> the son at heaven.com. The Holy Ghost at heaven.com. Uh, sorry, dot gov. Dot gov. edu. Development of this game. Uh, interesting little tidbit. And mm-hmm. look, I can't talk too much about the gameplay because we basically said it all. You're on tracks. You race. You do stunts. Um, but an interesting little bit of information here, Pixar, after the game's release, sued the uh, uh, the uh, DMA Designs because they uh, uh, allegedly ripped off Pixar's second short film that they ever made oh. called Red's Dream, which is the story of a unicycle, a red unicycle. I don't know if you have you ever heard of no. Red's Dream. It, it came out in 94, I think. Or sorry, 1987. Came out okay. in 1987. So early, early Pixar. Uh, unicycle came to life in a bike shop and then kind of rode around. Similar to like the Pixar lamp kind of thing. Like just giving emotion to an inanimate sure. object. Uh, much like you claim I try to do on this podcast with myself. Beat me to it. <laughs> uh, uh, Pixar won the lawsuit. Oh, wow. Which is kind of crazy because 
they're like, guys, it's a it's a unicycle. <laughs> what more can we do? Yeah, all unicycle coming alive stories are now you know off the table. One hundred percent. So yeah. one of the one of the uh, uh, producers of of the game or developers of of Uniracers was like, apparently Pixar thought they had a a a right to every digitized image of a unicycle because that's where the uh, the the uh, similarities begin and end wow. essentially. Huh. A little bit disappointing. This meant that Nintendo had to stop production of the game uh, after 300,000 units. So oh. a relatively rare game out oh, there. Oh, interesting. And it kind of prevented this game from being released on the Wii Virtual Console uh, and, and subsequent digital releases. Although I do think that it is on the Nintendo Switch Online. Oh, so cool. you can check this game out if you have a Nintendo Switch Online subscription. Um, a lot of people don't realize this, but a game where... You're racing, but also kind of have to complete tricks along the track, similar to something like Tony Hawk or mm. even like a like a, a burnout or something where you okay. get points for doing certain things. And that adds to your like different crashes and stuff jumps and that'll give you boost, which lets you complete the track. Like mm -hmm. the idea of this game is so different from anything mm -hmm. else and also kind of did a lot of the things that we love about modern racing or arcade sports games, uh, did that a lot earlier and never really got the recognition for it, probably because they had to stop production on it and not enough people ended up seeing the game. Right. So I'm very curious to see what this game ends up being like. Um, so far, have I convinced you that maybe you'll enjoy it? Or what, what are you like? Op open up the world of Andrew right now and tell me what you're thinking about this game. It, uh... The real thing about being the unicycle is really, really leaving me. I don't know. It sounds kind of fun now that you're saying it. Like just you are, you know, like the Tony Hawk kind of thing. Like you're yep. trying to do tricks. You're trying to get to the end. I'm like, okay, I can imagine that's a game that, you know, they could achieve in the mid nineties. They had enough technology sure. that this could be fun. Um, I think it's also kind of cool that, you know, sometimes when you haven't heard of the game, uh, when we walk into these episodes and you haven't heard the game, you're kind of like, oh crap, it's going to be bad. Because you think, for the most part, I think I've seen I played good, the games. good games. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. But this having a limited release and having to stop being uh, stop production would make sense why I haven't heard it. So maybe it is actually kind of good. I will also remind you of two other games, UN Squadron and Act Razor, which yes, you hadn't heard about that was and true. ended up being very good on this. Wow, those so, are good so you never know, the Super Nintendo yeah. had a lot of games. A lot, it, it, a lot of games. No one can deny that. No one can deny that. No. Uh, uh, so I, I, I'm curious. I, I think we, I've never played this game, by the way. I was aware of it, okay. but I've never played it. So I, like you, am coming into this fresh. Um, <laughs> couple, couple little bits of information. I read a Nintendo Life article about the development of this game. I'll link to that in the, uh, in the description of this episode okay. if you want to go read it. Uh, it was born of a tech demo mm. just to kind of show like movement and racing and all that. Other games that DMA Designs did born of a tech demo, Lemmings and Grand Theft Auto. Wow. So it just felt like they were like, they'd make a tech demo. It was like tech focused first. Let's do something fun and then build a game around it. Um, they sent a demo cartridge of this game to Nintendo, their publisher, to try it out. When the game got to Nintendo, it wouldn't work. They did some research on it and they found that there was an accidental bit of code in the game that checked whether or not it was being played on a legitimate cartridge. And if it wasn't, it wouldn't play. So they accidentally stumbled upon uh, 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 a little bit of DRM copyright protection yeah, in like these piracy games. software piracy software wow. and uh and this to this day was one of the most efficient uses of that software oh, of cool. drm software on the super nintendo it was a very difficult game to emulate for a very long time for that reason um so that's kind of interesting cool reception of this game leaves a lot to to 
the imagination. It could be good, could be bad. Okay. Game rankings overall about a 79%. Okay. EGM though gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Oh. GamePro gave it a 14.5 out of 20. <laughs> CVG gave it an 87. Allgame uh -huh. gave it a 4 out, 4 out of 5. In spite of that, IGN rated it the 98th best SNES game of all time. Whoa, okay. Total placed it at 23, the 23rd best SNES game of all time. Whoa. So it goes all over the place. Huh. I'm very curious to see how it goes. And it's no wonder why people who like it love it because it clearly has enough legs. I mean, hey, it's got enough one wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you've, you've really pleased yourself, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> and you too, Andrew. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I've never actually laughed on this pot. <laughs> yeah, this is your natural laugh that people don't know about. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you're dying. <laughs> it's like any movie character, once they cough once, you're like, oh, they're going to die. Andrew. Yeah. Oh, boy. Bury me with a bell by my foot. Oh, no, we're not going to do this. I will. Uh, you know what? If I guarantee, you know what you're guaranteeing? If you get buried with a bell by your foot, never come to visit your grave. <laughs> That's what we're guaranteeing. Andrew, bury me with a bell by my foot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, there's not too much more to say about this game. I'm excited to give it a shot, mm -hmm. and we're going to do that in just a little bit. Yeah. Andrew, are you excited? I'm so excited. Good, I am as well. Okay, good. No, I actually am. Now that you've, you've, you've warmed me up a little bit, I'm, I'm ready to go. Warms you up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, this, this whole first segment's foreplay. <laughs> it's, it's just foreplay. <laughs> yes. Okay, good, good. Like a, like a stint at the uh, at the pedicure office. <laughs> if, yes, for not us, but somebody. Somebody out there. Um, uh, so let's do it. Look, mm -hmm. if you're going to join us for the gameplay, uh, great. You can do that over at the Mushroom Club. All the instructions to do that will be in the break. If you're not going to join us for the gameplay, uh, too bad. You're missing out, but we will see you on the other side in two spins of a unicycle's wheel. Nice. No tails. Just a reminder that you can now find our gameplay segments where we play through a portion of today's game and provide video commentary while doing it over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast. Join the Mushroom Club for $5 US per month for access to all the gameplay, plus two to four bonus episodes per month where we do things like character drafts, top 10 lists, and even take some suggestions from our community. So show some support to the podcast by joining the Mushroom Club at patreon.com slash the retrograde podcast for access to bonus content and all of our gameplay segments. We'll see you guys on the other side and welcome back to the retrograde uh, uh, <laughs> i imagine all unicycles are required to carry a hilarious horn yeah where do you where do you keep the horn in my hand in your well, hand but if you're just a unicycle if you're the unicycle if you're the unicycle which is a very foreign concept to most people i've never once until this podcast ever gone so if i was a unicycle the little little xenophobic andrew how so? Well, because you're just, oh, I couldn't ever imagine being a unicycle, and therefore you hate unicycles and what they stand for. You sure you're using xenophobia, right? Uh, yeah, xenophobia is fear of, of of things on wheels, right? As far as I know. Oh, so you are using it, right? I am using it. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Okay. Xenophobia is actually uh, 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 being afraid of warrior princesses. <laughs> Lucy Lawless. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> What a weird show that was that like hugely dominated there. Okay. Speaking of things I'd like to be dominated. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, is, uh, okay. This is the weirdest phenomenon. So we are probably the last generation that remembers being children and going to video stores for rentals. Right. Uh, I think pretty quickly after us, like they all went to a corporate chain and then they were eliminated by Netflix. Yes. Uh, there is a series Thank of God, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I loved my video story. No, I don't want Francis and Ulrich to get. Oh, wow. They're back. Back into it. Because they, you know, post-production, they realized that the stamp that Ulrich put on this, <laughs> this unicycle game was, was not great. So they opened up a video store. Oh, did they? Yeah. And it was called Blockbuster. It was called Blockbuster. Wow. Because they, they busted down the blocks that someone vandalized. And All they're right. like, 
I think we're on to something. <laughs> there is a series of movies that I watched as a kid that I cannot tell you what, I can barely remember what they're about, but I watched a series of these movies and I have no idea what they're called. I have no idea that was who was in them. Okay. And I'm desperate to find out who Give they are. Give some context. I, I will, I, I gotta, I gotta shape, I gotta, you know, like I probably gotta do some ayahuasca or something like that so I can like <laughs> tap into a part of my brain that I've subdued. Um, but it's about like a future, there's a future war uh-huh. that's happening and people when they die kind of, not disintegrate, but like look like they almost teleport. They like flash a little bit. Okay. And I just remember it being very, like it's, it was, it's probably a B-roll sci-fi movie stuff, but I remember it being very dour. Like people died all the time and yet I would rent these movies all the time and I cannot for the life of me know who they, who was in them or what they were about. So just, if this makes Animorphs. Any, no, I know what Animorphs are. Okay. Is it, it wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> right, they didn't disintegrate. They turned into falcons. God, it was always weird that somebody died and then a jaguar was there. <laughs> if anyone knows all what I'm talking about, it didn't give you much to go on. But you know, I like the idea, like animorphs. Animorphs is pretty popular. I would say so. Yeah, the you couldn't turn into the animal unless you've touched the animal. And I like the idea that it's like, uh, like there's a rumor. It's like Craig, he fucked a horse the other night, and Craig's like, I did not fuck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's like Pinocchio into- turning into a donkey. <laughs> um, you know, the other weird one, though, too, is like, so Transformers, obviously a huge one of your kids. Yes. And Beast Wars was a show. I remember Beast Wars. Where they, so instead, they came back at a primordial time like where there was no cars. So they looked and went like, I'm going to become a gorilla. <laughs> what an insane concept. Oh, I love it. Beast Wars was crazy. I love that show. Beast Wars was was like the deep impact to Armageddon kind of thing. It was yes. like, it was like the, yeah, when, when they see something Something's doing well, and another production company just puts something out that is yeah. a cheap knockoff of it. Digimon, don't you? Dare I know, I know, don't Mike. I know you Digimon. love Digimon. Sora, the love of my life. Didn't you dress like the main character for a bit too? Um, it depends on what you define <laughs> that. Because did I buy a pair of goggles to wear? <laughs> Yes. Yes, I did. We got to keep doing this where every episode I bring up a part of your life where you're like, well, I'd rather not talk about that. Last week it was the fedora. (laughs) This week is the goggles. What we should do is at the end of every year, all of the clothing accessories that you guess that I've worn, I have to wear those in the last recording of the year together. If we do a Digimon episode, you are wearing goggles the whole goddamn time. Can we do a Digimon episode? Also, is my next question. if we do a Digimon episode, when we do a Digimon, when we episode, do a Digimon yeah, episode, yeah, exactly. that's a great idea. Actually, yeah, there were a lot of good Digimon games. You'll have to show me. <laughs> you have to be my guide, Goggles. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, what? You seem very. They offended. looked good. <laughs> I, I'm sure they did. The when you say that, you see, mm-hmm. even now I see a little smirk in you. You're literally smiling right now. <laughs> I couldn't hide it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Give me a second. They looked good. Andrew. I'm sure they did. The only way I'm going to, you got to prove it to me by wearing them for mm-hmm. a whole episode. And then you can see it at youtube.com slash podcast for the rest of time. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be on the internet. We know it's impossible to get things off the internet. So, uh, ask Beyonce. I was, that's always what I think of as yes. Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, ask DC. Batgirl. Yeah. Yeah. They did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. They, they, they did one of those like, uh, like spies do where they throw something in like a briefcase and it just goes yeah. like that. And you're like, whoa, what was that? <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, uh, obviously, because we're talking about Digimon and uh, Beast Wars and, and Beyonce and goggles that looked good that on me, that, that looked amazing on Mikey. Only one way to find out. We talked about Uniracer. We played Uniracers. Uh, what a, what a weird game. What a weird game. And I hate, 
I hate using that as a pejorative yep. because I don't think it is always. Yeah. They went for something in this. Yeah. There are a lot of limitations to the Super Nintendo in terms of technology, sure, and sure. I think we're feeling them in this game. I think the concept is good, but I don't think the execution is great. And the problem mm. I have with it is I love a game that wants you to race and wants you to do tricks. Yeah. But when the basically the whole concept is there's a track, you don't know what that track looks like. You you start off every race because there's an arrow pointing left or right. It could be either one. Yeah. The race they, no, but sorry, goes three. Two, right, yes, one. Yes. And you're like, no. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't give you a lot of time to figure it out. Um, there are loops, there are jumps, there are sometimes like sticky piles of goo, like Nickelodeon had its way with this these tubes. All the levels look the fucking same. The mm -hmm. track looks the same. The background can differ somewhat. Yeah. Um, usually there's either three laps or the round can be a, a like trick competition mm -hmm. where it's like who can do the most number of tricks in, in a given period of time. Doing tricks during the race apparently makes you go faster. Apparently. I didn't feel it all that often, but it, it definitely it definitely has that effect. Um, the problem is, in like in in theory, that sounds cool. In execution, it's impossible because of the similarities of all the tracks, because of how fast things move. It's impossible unless you've memorized the track to really know when you can make tricks when you can do things so a lot of the time you're guessing mm. and when you pull off a cool trick because you guessed correctly that doesn't feel great no but what could feel great and what did end up feeling great sometimes is the more we would play through some laps or some levels you would get a sense of like okay at this point i know i'm finishing a loop and i'm ending on a ramp that's slanting down to the left yep. you can control back in the left back to the left back you can left. control where your uh uh, uh unicycle lands mm -hmm. so you can rotate it when you come out of a loop and rotate your unicycle and do a trick and land on the track in the position that you need to be in to continue yes. your momentum forward, that feels great to me. Amazing. I want more of it. <laughs> and I got a taste of it and I need more. Of I it. need more of it. But I want more of it without having to memorize the track. And I, th what we always hear is, well, then memorize it, then play it more. And the problem is, yeah. maybe back then that worked, but nowadays... I'm never going to be interested enough in memorizing the track if the barrier to entry is so steep and so strong because I haven't yet memorized the track. It's like somebody saying this TV show is good in the second season. Yeah. You're like, well, good for it. But I oh, mean, that's a lot of like, that's a lot of downtime. It's different. I was say, say there are three seasons okay. and it says the old, the show is only good upon your second viewing of the show. So you need to play through all of the seasons because the second season could be the second set of tracks that you play and you memorize the first, but now you have to memorize the second and then you have to memorize the third. Like you have to have played through the whole thing, memorized it, and then the show's only fun when you can speak each line verbatim along with the characters when you're watching, which sounds pretty good. I've seen Hamilton yeah. <laughs> and it is pretty fun to do that. No, I, it's, I, I get what you're saying and it's true. Like, Yes, most things, once you have a familiarity with it, do get better. Mm -hmm. But that also isn't like a really good excuse to, or a really good reason for it to be a good game. Right. Um, that being said, it does take, it's really interesting for 1994, 1995, where, whenever you got it, and I'm sorry, England, um, <laughs> is because it does a lot of stuff at the time which would be kind of novel right like the speed in which it does it still feels very fast almost to almost to a negative it definitely does at some points yes. and like i think the graphics are actually pretty good and it's a very inventive idea for a game like there are some positives to this where you're like oh okay yeah, this is pretty cool yeah i i agree especially in terms of graphics the music was was okay okay and the sense of speed could get 
could get up there. It could get exciting. It could get frantic. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. Was that enough to outweigh the fact that at the end of the day, you're playing as unicycles with no personality? Like, there are racing games out there where there's more personality imbued in them. I will say the unicycles did not have a personality placed onto them. I get yes. that. Like, not this is the bad boy of the unicycle sure. community or whatever. But th- they themselves he did emote a lot. They were looking around. They were fluid. They, they, yeah, they I were, get that. They were anthropomorphized in, a, in a, a, a way that felt more fun than just playing as a static unicycle. Sure. So I get that. Okay. But I don't, you know, you're playing this game at a time when like mascots were, were big in gaming. Mm-hmm. You wanted to play something familiar. And 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 in this were, was a was a, uh, a disembodied unicycle <laughs> enough to, to, to keep my know. attention? Maybe no. not. It isn't now. No, no. And I think that sort of quirkiness is something that only could have gotten cooler in time. Like, remember this fucking game from 94? How wild was it that we played as a unicycle? Well, okay, there was like... 15 different unicycles with different names. Yes. Too. Yes. I don't weird weirdest part about it. The first two unicycles yes. named Mike and Andrew. Yeah, I know. They probably just took a snapshot of the birth names in the nineties and we're like the two most common <laughs> ones. Yeah. Yeah. Two Who's most other- likely to podcast about this in 30 years? <laughs> Boy, they were, years. they nailed that one. Yeah. Like, so accurate. It's crazy. Um, but you're right. When all those options and it's, all it is is just names. Yes. Well, it's not okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it was kind of fun. Like when we started to play some of the single player tracks as well, you'd occasionally be up against another unicycle, and it was like white and gold. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Tommy, I wow. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tommy. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> play your flute. Play your flute. Mm-hmm. Your knife flute. <laughs> your knife flute. <laughs> Man, put the knife to your mouth. Put your put, <laughs> put the knife to your mouth. Uh, I had that as a toy. It was cool as shit. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow, you did, eh? I did. That's a really cool toy. I did, believe it or not, love the White Ranger. I mean, who didn't? (laughs) Yeah. Don't read into it. (laughs) I liked it better when he was the Green Ranger, though. (laughs) Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah, I didn't like that Tommy always seemed to get whatever he wanted. (laughs) Like, hey, yeah, now he's also getting promoted. Like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You imagine being the Yellow Ranger? (laughs) uh, 30% more than the Pink Ranger. (laughs) Interesting. Exactly. Like the Black Ranger just sitting there like, oh, cool. He gets one more thing. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, he gets a weapon. (laughs) Oh, his knife also is an instrument. Great. Didn't the other Power Rangers have weapons, though, in the beginning? I think they had like, I think they had stuff. And I I think they they had had a a robot dinosaur. Yeah, it kind of. Does that count as a weapon? I understand storytelling, Uh uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, And it just makes you go like, putties. You're like, let's get that huge robot and crush these things. You know, every like, time. Every, every time. time. Why are we fist fighting them at all? Yeah. Like, also, like, let's be individual robots for a bit. Fuck it. No, no, no. Always Megazord. Megazord. Let's go. Always Megazord. Unless you're like the left foot. Yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> be the left foot. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis died. <laughs> you can't, like, that would suck. <laughs> hey, like, guys, let's get together. I don't know. Let's do this uh, solo for a bit. No, no, left foot. Get over here. No, left foot. Yeah, you'll win an Oscar <laughs> in a little bit. It'll be okay. Hey, last of the Mohicans, join up. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I feel weird not talking about Uniracers as directly as we uh, can, but like there legitimately isn't a ton to say about this one. I do want to be clear. I get that you might have an affinity towards this game because it was so different. I could see this game having been fun if you played it when you were a kid with some friends and you have that memory of going fast and doing tricks, but like the tricks get a little stale. Oh yeah. The method of doing the tricks gets stale. Even after track memorization, wouldn't that mean you've played this game so much that you're a little bit bored of the monotony and repetition in it? Yeah, I would say that. Okay, so I was going to kind of save it for the thing, but uh, for the ratings, but where this game kind of fails and where it could have been really successful is the is the intermingling of racing and tricks at the same time. But it very clearly goes, it is time for tricks. 
It is time for racing. And they don't, they don't do like, it would be great if you could take a chance and, oh, I didn't land it. That's too bad. You can do that. I did that sometimes. I agree. But I think it's so clearly when it goes like, now it's time for a trick. You know what I mean? And I don't think it gives you much of a choice. They're not, it's, there's no cohesion between those two things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel great when you do. It feels like you got away with something as opposed to having uh, inserted it into the race in a more organic way. I did. I did have a sense of that as well. Well, look, we're talking around it. Why don't we get into our reviews, Andrew? So as, as we mentioned earlier we give these games two rankings the first ranking out of four bits is our review based on what we think we would have thought about it had we played it back in 1994 because as we said neither you nor myself have played this no, game no. if we had we'd give it our actual subjective ratings yes. based on our childhood imp- impressions so if we were playing uniracers uh-huh. and we combined together we would become a bicycle Andrew, huh? Huh? We, well we'd become a tandem bicycle yeah oh well, no two, oh yeah that's yeah. true do you need four wheels? No, two wheels is good for that, right? I don't know what tandem bicycles you're... That's called an ATV, I think, Andrew. <laughs> Wait, am I inventing a car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first ranking out of four bits is going to be your review based on what you think you would have thought about how you played it as a kid. And then we're going to give it our rating also out of four bits based on how the game holds up in the modern day against the likes of modern games like Madden NFL 23, <laughs> Madden 23, and The Last of Us Remastered. Who yeah, knows? either one. <laughs> this is... And look, I will say about The Last of Us, not enough unicycles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a... Bl- I can't believe they didn't address that in the remake. Um, but when the GM's office did show up halfway through the Uniracer, I was like, well, yeah, there we go. Th- there yeah, we go. Nice. That was good. good. I did like being able to take shelter in the GM's office in the midst of a zombie outbreak. Yes. Uh, that was great. I locked some doors. It was fantastic. He had a button that closed from the inside. Yeah, that was a little weird. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Yeah, Matt Lauer is the GM of my uh, franchise. Yes. Oh, boy. All right, Andrew, what's your review out of four bets? So the thing is, this game is bright and colorful and inventive and fun, and I totally understand why Pixar sued it because I could totally imagine how this is like a Pixar movie. Right. It's also amazing to think that Pixar existed at the exact same time before GTA was even a thing. Sure. Like, also, my time is, like, way sure. off. It's like finding out that, like, the pyramids were being built with their woolly mammoths on Earth. Yes, and you're like, exactly. huh, okay. Um, so it or does, a samurai could have sent a telegraph to, to Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which, that's crazy. That's fucking nuts. I know. This game is super fun and inventive. And as a kid, I would have had a lot more time. For sure. It. I'm just going to come out and say that because as a kid, also video games were much more molded into the idea that to perfect them is to love them. Sure. And yeah. you do need to memorize things. And like their perfection is the thing that made you very good at the game. Sure. Um, it, it, we're much more casual with our attitudes now with video games and video games are a little bit more, you know, broad in general. So I think I would have had more time for it. But at the same time, if I play this game and I play Sonic, mm-hmm. I'm going to like Sonic a lot more. Yeah. Sonic is a fun little blue furball. You know what I mean? This is a unicycle that looks sad all the time. And so I, so if Sonic- <laughs> Well, that's only because you were losing all the time. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> uh, but if Sonic is like a three and a half, four, then this has to be lower than that. I, I think I have to give it a two and a half because I would have liked it. But even at that moment, I would have found it shallow because there's no boss fights. There's no, you know, whatever that would have brought it over the top. Two and a half for me. That's that's a great point, and I love the comparison to Sonic, a game that came out in 1991. Hey, three years prior, right. to Uniracers, the scarcity of things to do in Uniracers at the expense of like like you you get that because you're like, well, I want to go fast. I want to go fast. Want to go fast? You could have gone fast three years ago. Yeah, 
and you could have done loop-de-loops and you could have had a, a lot more like this almost feels it's funny we talked about it being a tech demo or starting off as the concept was a tech demo sure because it feels like a tech demo for sonic mm-hmm. did you know you could go in loop-de-loops it did you know it would be cool if there were elements of did you sound so condescending when you say it did you know you can go in loop-de-loops hey little boy did you know you could go in loop-de-loops uh uh <laughs> where's my mom uh uh i'm not scary i'm not scary <laughs> stop screaming stop screaming here i'll cover your mouth for you that goes back that goes back to the you can never say i'm not crazy and not sound insane a hundred percent i'm not crazy i'm not crazy i'm not crazy crazy. (laughs) i I swear i'm not crazy yeah um no but there there are ways to go fast there are ways to race Mm because you could have played super mario kart this just feels like a weird intersection of of genres that fell on its, I'd say on its seat, I guess on its seat, which oh, would also seat. be, be on bad. its face. Yes, because that's what the <laughs> uni- unicycles are. Um, I, I and and I, I know for a fact I I knew about this game when I was a kid, and I think I avoided it. You know, in '94, I would have been wrapped up in the silliness of the game. Right. I would have been like, I I don't want to be silly. This is this is silly. So unless I immediately felt great about it, unless it immediately grabbed me, and unless I wanted to like the game, I wasn't going to take the time to memorize the tracks, which would have been the antidote for all the things that I'm saying I disliked about the game. That barrier to entry is not something that I would have been willing to break down because I wouldn't have been interested enough in this game as a concept. So as a kid, I just don't think there was anything for me in this game. I'm giving this one a one and a half out of four. Oh my God. Even as a kid, a one and a half. As as a kid, as a kid, a one and a half. God just, help. God help you for your adult score coming up. So you gave it a two and a half. Yeah. I gave it a one and a half. There was whimsy in it, but I'm thinking strictly as a kid, I would have tried it once and just given up. Like I, I there, oh. would, there would have been no... It wasn't edgy. It wasn't mascot oriented. I wanted blood. I wanted guts. <laughs> yes, I got to put my goggles on to protect my eyes exactly. from all the edge. Exactly. There were yeah. other games to play at this time and Sonic would have been chosen 12 times out of 12. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also 12 out of 12. Yes. Uh, so, okay. Let's go to our adult scores and what we thought today are modern day scores. Yes. Uh, wow. Man, I know it's tough because I play this game and I have a certain amount of admiration uh-huh. for the idea of what they're trying to go for. Sure. Like, oh, this is a very cool idea. You know, I don't think it's fully successful and I really don't think, and I think what, where it, uh, it definitely is, is awful today versus the, the games of today is that it is very shallow and yes. there's just no way around it. It's the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga special. Thank you very much. Uh, it's, uh, now my girlfriend special, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, there's just no way around it. Even if you do like it, uh-huh. even if you're like, oh, these levels are awesome. Right. You would never give it a very high score because you'd still get to the end and go, oh, okay. Like, that, well, that's it, I guess. Yes. Even the levels themselves are less than a minute each. Right. So it just, it's really hard to give it a lot of credit, even though I do, like I said, a lot of admiration for what it was trying to do. Sure. I still don't think I'm going to go as low as you did. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give it a two okay. because it still functions like it kind of says it does. It's just not to the full extent that I wish it did. Y- yes, that is my score. I I appreciate so, that is so my a two. Score. You gave it, a, gave two. it a two. You are allowed to give your score in a vacuum, isolated completely from mine. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Please, please continue. I'm uh, unfamiliar with what this term vacuum is. <laughs> I have never used one before. I don't intend to. Yeah. Um. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't need to wear socks because my feet collect all the hair and dust on the floor. And it keeps me warm through the chilly winters. Well, there we go. That's good. That's actually somehow an environmentally friendly decision you're making. I don't need a bed. Oh, I, don't need a bed. I don't need a bed. Okay. I just uh, uh, brush some of that dust into the corner. I pick up twigs and leaves from the ground. Yes. You're like a chinchilla. I am very You bathe much in like your own dust. Thank you for noticing. No problem at all. I'm going to skin you one day, make a jacket out of you. 
Uh, the second best way to die. A hundred percent. Turn me into <laughs> Turn a bearskin rug. A bears. Like just in front of a fire and you okay. can have like drink some red wine. open too? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, like it's the way I died was trying to attack you. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Either that or suckling pig style. Put an apple in my mouth. Yeah, put an apple in my yeah. mouth. That'd be great as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this because I do appreciate that they took a swing, that they yeah. went for something uh, uh, different in this game. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't always work. And I can't, I can't, I can't give it too much credit because it, the execution just wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, okay. it, it, it didn't, it, the first couple levels, I, I actually enjoyed playing this game. I thought like, oh, once I get the hang of this, I'm actually going to, I'm going to be able to do more tricks. I'm going to mm-hmm. memorize some of the levels. I'm going to pick up on some of the cues that tell me when there's going to be a pile of sludge or a loop-de-loop. Right. That didn't really happen. And I know I'm harping on this memorization thing, but I also believe that even with the memorization, I don't think the speed was right. Mm. I think it was kind of maybe too fast to like get something to work wow. fully and properly. Yep. Not that I want to slow it down because it's not like you can appreciate the environment in this no. game. And that's kind of what I come down to. A cool idea, but this is sort of little more than a tech demo yep. for what could have been. And then you realize it already has kind of been in something like Sonic. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't really have a desire to play this game anymore. Okay. I had a kind of a good time, but you brought up a good point in the gameplay segment where you said, even when I'm winning, it doesn't feel like I've done anything to earn it. Yep. And that, I won like the first I think oh. you won the first one, and then I won like five or six in a row. Yes. And I never really felt great about it. No. I was just kind of like, all right, thank God it gave me a little boost there. Like, <laughs> I don't really know, you know. I think you enjoyed beating me. You didn't enjoy winning. Th- that is very true. I'm just saying, if you go back and listen to the gameplay, you'll hear glee in Mikey's voice. Yes. But I don't think it's glee. At, like, this game is so much fun. If you go back to the recording, you'll hear something like, <laughs> 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 yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. Right, because I was beating you. Yeah, but it's not and about the game. And then you hear you going, <laughs> yeah. no, no, I don't no. like it. My dad's never going to respect <laughs> me. Um, man, I'm talking about refrain. it. I'm, you know what? I'm keeping it the same score. I'm giving this one a one and a half. Really? In the, in the, in the oh, I thought well. you'd go lower than that. No, because it, it, it was, it's so, there have been, as we said, a lot of video games made since 1994. That's the The truth. fact that this is still so unique and is playable mm-hmm. holds water to me. I okay. don't want to... This is not a Simpsons wrestling. It's not a celebrity death match where they're taking a, a concept, adding a license to it and making it worse. Yeah. This is still something that clearly had affection behind the creation of it. Um, it just isn't really my game. So no. one and a half. Okay. And I almost think that's a little low, but there it is. Ah, uh, well, there you go. So, whoa, okay, wait, two, two and a half. I haven't been doing the math here. Four, four and a half, seven, seven and a half. Yeah, well done. All right, I did there not we think go. you were going to get that one, wow. to be honest. Uh, seven, seven and a half, half. Not, not the the greatest score in the world, but Not the greatest middling. score. Honestly, you know, you tell me I'm a unicycle and I'm racing and we get a seven and a half, a 16 from 1994. Hey, I'll take it every day. The weirdest thing is like, I guess that's the only reason why we still know this game, though, is because of the unicycle element of it otherwise yeah. we probably would have forgotten about it if this was a race car driving game you'd be like oh this one of a million race car yes, driving exactly games. exactly yeah. okay. so well, that's you know fair. they tried something different which i totally appreciate well let's speaking see of, though in racing oh yeah what's that let's race on over to the red hey. carpet uh and and get this award ceremony to start to see what awards this game won let's do it you've been waiting for it all year the most glamorous award ceremony of the week ladies and gentlemen the Grady's. here we are wow if I'm mm-hmm. just going to say this now. We're at the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Todd snaps there. Yep. So the listener knows they're following us along. Mm-hmm. If Elliot comes out mm-hmm. in a fucking unicycle, 
I will be the happiest man <laughs> on this goddamn I was, planet. I was going to say, I hope you don't get your uh, hopes up too high. Yeah. He's wearing a unicycle. (laughs) He's wearing a unicycle. Yeah, he's wrapped it around his body because he bent it with his huge muscles. Huge muscles, wrapping it around. That's something Kanye would do. I thought he was going to wear a unitard, but unicycle's good. Yeah. You can't say that word anymore. Yeah, that's what I am. Elliot, why don't you uh, reach into that uh, uh, bike tire pocket of yours? Yeah, I don't know what that is. And uh, grab the envelope and let us know what awards this game won. Uh, Ah, Where did these fucking crickets come from? Where do they, where, who let these in? Who let, Never mind the, uh, uh, who let the dogs out? Yeah. Well, who's the band that made that? Uh, the Baja men. Baja men. I was going to say the, yeah. I was going to say the Venga boys. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're related. Yeah. The when evolution, you, when you, the poker, you give them a, a couple rare candies and they turn into the Baja men. I remember when I was a Venga boy and I became a Baja man. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, crickets, obviously that means it didn't win any formal awards. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, I, I hesitate to say, cause this seems like the kind of thing that should get a good or a bad something. Yeah. Like you mentioned again with, with unicycles, the fact that it's eight, I almost disagree. It should be either amazing or awful. Yeah, you should get one or 14. <laughs> right down the middle is not what you want for a game like this. Uh, oh, but unfortunately God. that's where we're at. Uh, instead we've got these, uh, these custom envelopes that we've got. All right, Elliot. Thank, Thank you, guys. Elliot. So what was that? Uh, did you eat it? <laughs> I, I opened it. That's oh. the sound it made. Ew. He's using the goo from the tracks oh, on. Um, yeah. Uh, where'd you get that? D- don't want to know. Good ew. point. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. I will. Don't smell it. What? That's not I didn't good. smell You're it. You're not going to like the outcome of that. Stop licking what? it. I just, it's an envelope. Oh. What if I want to close it again? <laughs> I'm sure it'll seal itself. Just like uh, Heidi Klum. <laughs> All right. Here's the award that, <laughs> that Elliot gave that made no sense. All right, here we go. Uh, the half tire award. No, oh, what the hell? half tire? Yeah, so it's only well, there's. It feels like it's half done because there's one of two tires. You, oh, it's like a bicycle thing. Oh, it's a bike. Uh, it's a bicycle but thing. That's half it, tire, Elliot. That's would, a weird review. Elliot, I gotta say, and Andrew, I know you just read this review, but yeah. Elliot, I gotta say that's an awful award. Yeah, I'm gonna change it to one tire. Oh, the one tire award. It's half of a bicycle. It's a half done game. That's also not great. And it's Take also, it up with Elliot. I no, I'm talking to Elliot. Yeah, okay, Elliot. That's fucking shit. I thought it was pretty good. That's. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good, Elliot. Game's half done. It's half of a bicycle. <laughs> All right, great job, Elliot. Him and I are giving thumbs up to now each for other. a much better award. Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh fuck, set yourself up. Okay, here we go. Uh, stop licking well, it. I, there are people listening to this in their earphones that are just revulsed. Right, re- and I'm going to start an OnlyFans. Yeah. They're revolting. They're revolting against us. Uh, yeah. yeah, this wins the uh, Pixar a new game, my friend, award because <laughs> it was the my, it was the my friend <laughs> that did it to me. Okay, <laughs> Pixar a new game, my friend. Sorry, what what award is that? Uh, it says like if you're looking for a racing game, you should Pixar a new game, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> Oh, there we go. So obviously two very sensical awards that this game has now won. I'm going to go with bestowed upon. Mikey, I can see you're putting it back to your mouth. Please do not look that thing again. I we won't. don't know where that goo is from. What did? You, what was your award called again? Look at it. Was the ha- half of my stuff. Every time I look down, you're going to lick it. 
Oh, boy. All right. That is enough of this episode. Thank you. Well, wait, do we want to do a three sentences to you, Mike? Oh, we've got game? one of those. Oh, Are good. we running out of time? Should we Should we save that for next week? Uh, d- Yeah, let's save one for next week. I think we've lost our minds. Okay, we've we've lost our minds a little bit. Uh, we'll save three sentences to you, Mike, guess the game. Uh, we're, we're getting a lot of submissions. Uh, That's awesome. So there's, there's a little bit of a wait period before we can use you on the podcast, but send us the emails, uh, the retrograde podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's three sentences to describe the plot of a game purposely vague and see if we can guess the game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're just it's, running out of time. We're just running out of time. We promise you we'll do it next week. I'll do it for the next two weeks. I'm so sorry about that. But I think these awards have rotted our brain. <laughs> we love every single one of you. We can't wait to talk to you soon. My name is Andrew Baskman. With me, as always, is the bad boy of podcasting, Mr. Bebop himself. Mikey Aaronworth. <laughs> this is the Retrograde Podcast. Game over, my friends. Stop licking it. Jesus. Want more retrograde in your life? You can visit our website for show notes at theretrogradepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at RetrogradeMikey, at RetrogradeAndy, and the podcast at RetrogradePod. Or Instagram at TheRetrogradePodcast. For bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com slash theretrogradepodcast. Send your questions and business inquiries to theretrogradepodcast at gmail.com. See you next week, D-Pads. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Uh, the Bahamut.